Okay, so today we're going to conclude session 99, Law of One, received November 18, 1982, uh, <clears throat> 35 plus years ago. The first half was um, commentary uh, from Book 5, from Jim and Carla, about their process and working through um, all sorts of challenges that they had individually and with the L&L group as a collective. And um, <clears throat> Carla's health was always um, being um, attacked, <laughs> was being weakened by the negative entity that was with them. And in the second half of the session where we started 99.6, uh, we're going to look into some of the um, more sophisticated, more, more um, advanced perspectives on the tarot cycle of mind. The, the last cards of the cycle of mind, which are the first seven tarot. So let's just jump right in, 99.6. Uh, Don asks, we now have an additional set of tarot images. We will refer them, we refer to them as the Royal Road images, since that's the name of the book they came from. They are similar to, but in some instances different from the C.C. Zane images from another book. Which of these two sets are closer to Ra's original intention? And if they are mixed, let me know that. <clears throat> and um, there is a, a book, uh, there, there are a couple of websites here uh, that... <laughs> there are a couple of websites uh, that explain things like that. One of them I found is called metareligion.com, a history of Egyptian tarot deck. Very interesting. And so the, what, what's called the Egyptian tarot um, is actually um, just a catchphrase for the development, of, a, a, a sequential development of images over many centuries that are called the Egyptian tarot. And there was a book by a man named George Fathman, F-A-T-H, Fathman, or Fatman, uh, <clears throat> called The Royal Road, that have images nearly identical to the L&L uh, 22 cards of the Major Arcana. And I assume that's really where they got them from, uh, in combination with another um, author or another book from somebody named C.C. Zane. And so... It's a good question. Where did the where did Ra get their images from? They didn't draw them. Actually, they took them from uh, both uh, Fathman Fath Royal Road book images and CC Zane, and then removed some of the astrologicals. So Ra answers ninety nine six as to uh, which of the two sets, <clears throat> Fathman or Zane, are closer to Ra's original intention. Ross said, the principle which moves in accordance with the dynamics of teach learning with most efficiency is constancy. We could explore the archetypical mind using that set of images produced by the one known as Fathman, or we could use those which have been used, meaning maybe C.C. Zane that, that they were currently using at that time. Raw goes on, in point of fact, those which are being used have some subtleties which enrich the questioning. As we have said, this set of images is not that which we gave. This is not material, meaning it's not, that's not a big deal. We could use any of a multitude of devised tarot sets. 
although this must be at the discretion of the questioner, we suggest the maintaining of one and only one set of distorted images to be used for the querying, and note that the images you now use are good. And so, <clears throat> it's a subtle point they're making that, number one, uh, probably both, whatever the l l group was using at that time is not were, was not uh, the images that Ra gave directly. Meaning Ra gave something that was a little bit different. They gave images, I guess, but they weren't written down, you know, uh, 3,500 years ago, I guess. Or if they were depicted, I guess maybe they were drawn, but they didn't, <clears throat> they don't, they, there is not necessarily co continuity between what Ra gave 3,500 years ago uh, and what we have today called the Egyptian Tarot. Nevertheless, that's not material. It's not um, an essential matter that the images are not what Ra gave because um, universal principles can be derived from various decks. They're, they're, now, I wouldn't say that any deck is as good as any other, actually. I mean, I used to work with uh, <clears throat> the Rider weight deck and I think the Egyptian looks a whole lot, is, is a lot more accurate, obviously, than the Rider weight deck, which is full of astrologicals. I also used the Crowley deck before I realized how black Crowley was. Um, but, you know, I'm not... Um, I was trying to help people, and therefore I was just interpreting principles um, th that the cards would trigger me to recognize in helping people with their process. It was sort of an adjunct to counseling <clears throat> I did just for a year or two in the early 90s uh, before I knew any better. And uh, so the many decks can be used, but not all decks are equally centered on universal principles, but universal principles can be found in many decks, decks of tarot, and uh, somebody who's seeking purely or seeking to use the this tool, the resource of the archetypical mind and the decks of cards that help access the resources of the deep mind, which really means the principles of soul evolution in third density, which really means the evolution of mind in third density as it pertains to mind and body and spirit. Anybody who has that sincere interest can do well. <clears throat> with many decks, but not all, necessarily. But the point is, Ra is saying, um, while <clears throat> um, that while the different set, while different decks, at least what Eleno was using, each have, it seems to me they're saying, each have subtleties, which in each case, each deck can enrich questioning and discovery. Um, what's really important um, is constancy. <laughs> the principle, now we're talking about principle of using a resource. The, the principle in this case of using uh, a text or using uh, a system of images, uh, using a teaching, uh, the principle that moves in accordance <laughs> which is maybe they mean something like the principle um, in play here associated with 
essential dynamics of teach learning or teaching and learning, helping others and learning oneself. The principle that's in play here uh, as to most efficient teaching and learning is constancy. So the dynamics of teach learning with most efficiency, what conduces to most efficient teach learning or teaching and learning? Obviously the teacher, unless they're a Buddha, is continuing to learn and when we're learning there is you know teaching being gone being given or the conscious mind and the subconscious are teaching each other <clears throat> um, what's critical here is constancy not particularly what deck uh, on the other hand not all teachings take you all the way up the mountaintop as we know I've, as anybody I think who's been along for the ride long enough talking about comparison of the raw material and teachings of Yeshua and the Gnostics and teachings of Gautama in the Pali Canon um, they were directed for different audiences and they pertain to different sections of the path um, Yeshua was not talking about the end of becoming he was talking about entry to the kingdom of heaven or the king you know the kingdom of the father's kingdom or uh, inscribing one's name in the in the testamentary book, the book of um, life, which really means rebirth, which really means freedom from death, which really means, I think, harvestability to fourth density, which is a big deal, um, but it's not the same as the end of uh, clinging and uh, uh, <clears throat> all avid, all ignorance and avidya. It's completely different, actually, different sections of the path, but. What certainly is very important is if you have a teaching that you believe in, stay with it and plumb the depths. Uh, don't be a guru shopper. <clears throat> uh, don't simply go from place to place or pick up practices here and there and do a little of this and drop that and do the other. If you don't like them, okay. But it's really critical to find a few practices and a few teachings and stay with them um, for as long as you derive benefit. And uh, that's how I've done it. And constancy is a big deal. <clears throat> uh, and uh, you shouldn't be asking for more if you haven't fully digested what's been given already. So I always hear, used to hear people saying, hey, when's your next book coming out? And I would think, have you fully understood everything I wrote in the previous books? Duh. Of course not. Why not? <laughs> because they don't think it's important, or they think they do. Okay. <clears throat> But um, that's an oversight. 99.7. Don goes on. The only problem is something that I am sure is quite foreign to Ra's way of thinking, which is called copyright laws. We have been unable to get copyright privileges from the publishers of, these car of the cards that we started with, and we'll have to circumnavigate that problem some, some way or another, which could conceivably cause us to use a different set of images as we go along. The wings of card five, <laughs> I don't know, he just jumps right into uh, analysis of uh, significator of mind. Card five, <clears throat> I'm not sure why. Uh, but he's saying the wings of card five or on the character or in the figure, uh, in the, you know, the design of card five, uh, which is, uh, the, they're actually above the uh, charioteer or being in that box 
I guess it's not the charioteer, that's seven, but the hero font, card five, significator of mind, a being that looks very similar to the charioteer, card seven, in a rectangular structure with the wings above. These wings, I think, I'm guessing, Don says, have to do with the prote- with a protection over the... They're above the significator of the mind, and I'm guessing they, they are a symbol of protection. Is this in any way correct? Ross said, let us say that you are not incorrect, but rather less than correct. <clears throat> the significator of mind owns a covenant with the spirit, with, uh, with the spirit which it shall in some cases manifest through the thought and action of the adept. If there, is a, if there is protection in a promise, then you have chosen the correct sound vibration for the outstretched wings of spirit high above manifestation, yet draw the caged mind onward. <clears throat> now, not incorrect. Um, it's not wrong that these wings above the... Uh, Hierophant, <laughs> or character that is depicted in card five, significator of mind. It's not incorrect that they're protection. You can say that they're protective indeed. However, it's less than correct or less than complete. Uh, if you're not incorrect, but you're less than correct. <laughs> if you're not incorrect, but he's not quite fully correct, it's partially correct and not incorrect. Partially correct is not incorrect, but it's not complete. And Rob points to <clears throat> the being or hierophant in the box or rectangular structure akin to the caged mind, the mind not yet liberated uh, from what? From illusion, from unhelpful patterns, from ignorance. Um, if we call that character the significator, uh, or if we understand this position in the processing of soul evolution in terms of um, what the significator of mind card or position or node is all about, that node or point of uh, deep mind processing, the concept complex, owns, has a covenant, an agreement, a contract, as a sacred pledge uh, agreement with spirit now we're talking about the heart I would say that the significator positions of uh, mind body spirit are akin to the heart of the complex <clears throat> so I would read it as the significator of mind um, f- functional uh, nodal function or functional node in the processing of mind body spirit in 3D it has a resonance as akin to the heart of mind has resonance with spirit complex while we're still talking about mind that resonant resonance or essential resonance or agreement with spirit complex sometimes um, may manifest uh, but it would only manifest I would say for an adept as Ra wrote or spoke and manifest by thought and action right so there's also verbal, so there's verbal action, physical behavior action, and thought. So, okay, (laughs) there is the potential for the manifestation of the covenant 
or sacred contract agreement, linkage or harmony, resonance between the heart of mind and spirit complex. And sometimes that resonance manifests. Okay. <clears throat> um, it's a promise. Um, and Ra's saying, well, if you can say that there's some protection in a promise, um, it's a promise of protection? No, it's really the promise of union or the promise of intimate relationship between the heart of mind and spirit complex. That <clears throat> promise, uh, contract, agreement, relationship is protective, can be protective. Okay, fine. <laughs> so there is this, um, the, the protective promise <laughs> or linkage between the heart of mind or the significant area of mind and spirit complex uh, has protective function, but also, Ross said, draws the caged mind onward. And so now we're getting into this. This is the real, you know, <laughs> nitty gritty detail, the granular approach to analysis of each card. Uh, suffice to say, I would say, uh, to, to take it into kind of uh, less highfalutin or lowerfalutin language. Uh, <clears throat> as as we uh, get clear on our path, which really means gets clear about what is love and wisdom, <laughs> what is green and blue, what is it, what is love? It doesn't mean I like. Maybe it includes I like, but it may include I don't like. But I can accept. I can see as is. I can allow and accept and not struggle against or deny and avoid what is. I welcome and accept, I seek to accept what is, and and um, I'm open-hearted with it. Opposite of control. That's love, <laughs> seems to me. Um, the more we know that, and then we know what discernment is, um, which really is needed to know what love is. <laughs> you need discernment, fifth ray, to know what green ray or love really is. And those are the two wings um, by which we go from the lower triad, uh, first, second, third chakra, or mind-body identified self, into the spirit complex. Hey, hey, the four and five is in between one, two, three, and six, seven. And so to the extent that the mind um, is centered um, in love wisdom, in open receptivity, and in clear express, expression, uh, capacity for expression, clear knowing and expression, um, open, non-controlling reception, and um, welcoming even what is as is. <clears throat> as that happens, the significator of mind is, is well developed. And as that happens, uh, the mind that still is caged in duality, right? What's the cage? The cage is called self-consciousness. Self-consciousness goes to the unified self-consciousness in sixth density. There's still a self, but it's out of duality back to unity, but it's not finished yet either. <clears throat> the caged mind, dualistic self-consciousness identity um, basically still under the sway of a vidya, and 
ahamkara, right? That's the self-fashioning and restlessness and clinging and craving and grasping and aversion. Yeah, all still, still caged, yet is drawn onward or upward or outward <clears throat> by um, the resonance with spirit complex. And that's the resonance of green, blue with indigo. And <clears throat> that's very real. And in Buddhism, there's also a phrase um, for those that have achieved some depth of uh, samadhi in meditation, <clears throat> and perhaps sotapanna already, uh, the mind inclines towards nibbana. The mind gradually, um, by its by natural momentum, is increasingly nibbanic. Nibbanic nirvana, meaning non-grasping, non-aggressive, uh, clear, and um, approaching, you know, real non-duality, uh, inclining naturally. And that's akin, I'd say, to drawing the, the well-developed significator, or the well-developed person with well-developed green and blue, which means well-unblocked lower triad chakras. Um, increasingly um, feeling um, the gentle touch and the perfumed scent of spirit uh, leading onward. 9898. Don says, thank you. Says then, card number six, which is transformation. I see as the transformation of the mind. The males crossed arms representing transformation. Transformation being possible either toward the left or the right-hand path. The right-hand path being beckoned or led by the female, the potentiator. Uh, the one on the right having the serpent of wisdom at the brow and being fully clothed. The one on the left being having less clothing and indicating that the matrix or potentiator would be more concerned and attracted to the physical illusion as the left-hand path is chosen. Yeah, and more concerned and attracted to the mental as the right-hand path is chosen. <laughs> That's his bias towards the mental or identification of the mental as um, perhaps the basis of positive polarization. While I would say it's really not, it's the heart-mind. <clears throat> it's, it's the love, it, it's the nature of mind which is not quite the same as being mental. Anyway, it goes on. The creature above points an arrow at the left-hand path, indicating that if this path is chosen, the chips, shall we say, will fall where they may. The path, meaning left, <clears throat> being unprotected as far as the random activity of catalyst, and the intellectual abilities of the chooser of that path would be the main guardian, rather than a designed or built-in protection by the logos for the right-hand path, the entity firing the arrow being what seems to be a second density entity would indicate that this this catalyst could be produced by a lesser evolved source, you would say, you might say. Would Ra comment on these observations of card six, transformation of the mind? And some of those are right, some of those are a little off. Let's just jump into Ra's comment. It's a long one. The 99.8 Ra said, We shall speak upon several aspects, Syriatum meaning in sequence. Firstly, let us examine the crossed arms of the male who is to be transformed. What, O oh student, do you make of the crossing? What see you in this tangle? There is a creative point to be found in this element which was not discussed over much by the questioner. 
Let us now observe the evaluation of the two females. The observation that to the left-hand path moves the roughly physical, and to the right-hand path the mental has a shallow correctness, meaning it's correct but shallow. There are deeper observations to be made concerning the relationship of the great sea of the unconscious mind to the conscious mind, which may fruitfully be pursued. Remember, O oh student, that these images are not literal. They haunt rather than explicate. Many use the trunk and roots of mind as if that portion of mind were a badly used prostituted entity. Then this entity gains then this entity gains from this great storehouse that which is rough, prostituted, and without great virtue. Those who turn to the deep mind, seeing it in the guise of the maiden, go forth to to court it. The courtship has nothing of plunder in its semblance, and may be protracted, yet the treasure gained by such careful courtship is great. The right hand and left hand transformations of the mind may be seen to differ by the attitude of the conscious mind towards its own resources, as well as the resources of other selves. And then, finally, they go on. We now speak of that genie, or elemental, or mythic figure, culturally determined, which sends the arrow to the left-hand transformation. This arrow is not the arrow which kills, but rather that which, in its own way, protects. Those who choose separation, that being the quality most indicative of the left-hand path, are protected from other selves by a strength and sharpness equivalent to the degree of transformation which the mind has experienced in the negative sense. Those upon the right-hand path have no such protection against other selves, for upon that path the doughty seeker shall find many mirrors for reflection in each other self it encounters. <clears throat> and um, it's a little disturbing to hear, oh, so the those on the negative path have a protection that those on the positive path don't have. Uh, but it needs to be explained. Uh, it's all very complicated. So if we look at <coughs> uh, card 6, transformation, uh, we see is um, a male character standing at a crossroads, two females right and left, the one to his... Um, the one... The one to his to the left hand path, you know, is it his left or our left? But the left hand path is um, less garbed or is um, uh, is more sexually seductive. Let's just say. So um, the left path female, akin to the left hand path. Which is really, you know, see, this is the image of um, uh, this is this is associated with with whom will you mar who will you marry? The marriage choice, the choice of marriage, the divine marriage, the divine marriage as choice of path, as um, the mind, the conscious mind, or the adept having the option to go two ways: um, positive, negative, with love, without love. Um, towards um, the rough physical and mental associated with separation 
uh, and domination of others uh, for self-gain, or the right-hand path. And so the two females are different. One looks coarse, you can say. They don't look too different to me, but um, in the original deck or in a prompt detail, one is sort of an easy, easy gal, and the other one is not. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, <clears throat> to some degree, the left-hand path moves to the roughly physical, um, but not quite. Uh, the left-hand path has a rela uh, indicates a relationship between the conscious mind and the deep mind. The right-hand path, likewise, is associated with, indicates a different perspective or relation type between conscious mind and subconscious. How we use the resources of the deep mind differs on the two paths. And that's the point. And so, on the one case, there is um, um, getting what you can right now, physical, by aggressive activity, uh, the quick fuck. <laughs> and the other side, you've got courtship and, and uh, uh, love-based, dignified union. And that represents actually two different ways that the conscious mind uses the subconscious, two different means uh, or, or approaches to the potentiation of the matrix. The matrix is ultimately self-potentiating. I mean, the subconscious is not doing it at you. Even the subconscious uh, periodically or regularly brings material up or material comes up apparently spontaneously from the subconscious. It's not the subconscious that's running the spiritual path. Higher self doesn't make soul evolution. Higher self guides and helps. Higher self doesn't run it. You do. Who's the you? Well, depends on how well you're developed, how you answer the you or your sense of identity, our sense of identity depends on the development of mind-body-spirit complex. With the greater development of the seven rays of mind-body-spirit complex, there's a different sense of identity. And so, but, that, uh, ident that conscious mind, matrix of mind, which keeps growing, which is ever increasingly un you know, unified with significator of mind, more and more the significator of mind, or the soul, or... Um, conscience, <laughs> or uh, the self, the transpersonal self, rather than the body-mind identified self, the spiritual self, the spiritual identity, uh, runs the show. But it always self-potentiates. How will it? How does it choose to? And those are the, these are the two options uh, in terms of relation to the subconscious, or continual, continued um, self potentiation of the matrix or of the conscious mind or of our sense of self how to do it and on the positive path there is no plundering there is no smash and grab it's um, delicate, it's orderly um, it's, it's um, dignified and um, it's, it's like chivalry, you know the old notions of chivalry um, there was a whole lot of uh, wisdom and beauty and sanctity in it, in some cases. <laughs> real, real chivalry, spiritual, metaphysical chivalry um, in the human world is uh, a representation of the chivalrous or dignified, respectful, uh, love-wisdom-based 
approach of the conscious mind to its own subconscious on the positive path. <laughs> All right? You see why very few people get into book four. So, the, the this is the differing attitude of the conscious mind towards its own resources and the resources of others. And so, plundering others is akin to self-plundering. And respecting others is akin to respecting self. And self is a whole lot more than you think you are. And the negatives are so so self-deluded that they think that the conscious mind is the whole self. Because they think that the mind-body is all they are. But they're too arrogant. So they're a lost cause and they'll go back to hell or wander wherever they do. The real negatives or those that are really deep in it. So, the, you know, <laughs> they're not really even fully on the negative path. They're just um, plundering. Now, as to the genie elemental mythic figure uh, in the uh, card, the strange creature with a tail in the sun shooting an arrow, to the woman, the female on the left-hand path, that's considered protection because he's not shooting it at her head. He's shooting it ahead or as protection. So that means the sun... The, the Logos protects the left-hand path? It looks like that, but no, <laughs> it isn't. It's strange, actually. But um, there are certain aspects of metaphysics that are not pleasant, <laughs> that, that are not happy-dappy uh, abundance and uh, everything's good and I'm 24-7 uh, joy. Uh, that's not... Um, the reality of all the principles of the two paths, or certainly the positive path. And at least here, you can make of it what you will. Ross saying, oh, for those on the negative path, which is the way of separation, while the positive path is the way of union, um, by their own aggression and mental development, have a protection from others, or protected, I would say, increasingly separated. <laughs> so increasing separation is a form of protection. Protection doesn't mean uh, I'm good and you love me. <laughs> protection means uh, you. Uh, I'm not harmed by them. That's all. Uh, I am. I am not vulnerable. So increasing separation um, absolutely is increasing protection, but it isn't protection from the law of karma. Oops. So you're not protected from the law of karma, and sins against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven said the Gospel of Truth, I believe, or Gospel of Thomas. Um, but yes, indeed, they're increasingly separated from others, and therefore one can say, well protected from others, by what? By strength and sharpness, physical strength or strength of will. Sharpness of mind. So they develop will, they develop mind, they simply just don't develop the other part of mind, which is called love and heart. But they are strongly willed, strong-willed, and sharp-minded to the degree that they've transformed themselves. Yeah, okay. Um, meanwhile, those on the positive path clearly don't have the same separative separation from others. No, we don't. That's why we're more vulnerable, in a sense. In a sense. Nityananda, Gautama, they're not too vulnerable, you know? And the more purified one's karma, the less trouble is due. D-U-E. And... Um, there is, n without um, the separation that those on the negative path have by their force of will and uh, sharpness of mind, 
while those on the positive path don't have that separation and are uh, mixing it up with the work, with the folk, um, there is <laughs> there is power more than you realize, and so we don't have that protection. Um, and Ra explains that there is not such protection because there isn't separation. Uh, <laughs> it's the path of unity, realizing all is one, which means, you know, all all beings is one life. And so on the positive path, the doti, doti, doti is a strange old word, which means fearless, brave, persistent, fearless, resolute. Uh, the doti, it sounds a little like doughboy to me, but it's not. Let's just say the, the brave, fierce, fearless seeker, as we need to be, or increasingly learn, finds mirrors for reflection in others. Um, mirrors meaning uh, uh, in Lakesh, I am another you. At least that's the translation I've seen. So, while we don't have the protection of separation from others, um, by seeing, realizing others is the oneself, of which we are, which we are, we are the oneself, all beings is the oneself, all beings are, or all beings is a manifestation of one life, the Logos, um, by, by the mirroring, um, by, by understanding metaphysical mirroring, or the reality that everyone is a mirror, or that all beings is one, um, there is um, protection there. So it's the protection of non-separation. And it's a little different. But it's a strange thing that this card shows this little genie um, protecting the left-hand path. It's almost like... Um, I mean, it's a strange way of putting it because it doesn't look to me that the protection of those on the negative path based on their increasing separation is a protection from above. It's um, more so a protection from mind and will. But, uh, you know, will is associated with six chakra too. So, anyway, it's a strange thing. 99.9999. In the previous session, you mentioned the use of the 45-minute interval of the tape recorder as a signal for ending the session. Is this still the appropriate time? Ross said, this is, of course, at the discretion of the questioner for this instrument has some transferred energy and remains open as it has unfailingly done. However, the fragility of the instrument has been more and more appreciated by us. We, in the initial observations, saw the strength of will and overestimated greatly the recuperative abilities of the physical complex of this entity. Therefore, we may say that ending a working at approximately this amount of energy expenditure, that is, some point soon following upon the sound vibration of which you speak, meaning the clock or the, the recorder ticking off 45 minutes, some point soon following the sound vibration of which you speak would be appropriate and, insofar as we may determine, may well extend the incarnational amount of your space-time which this instrument shall be able to offer to this contact. Mm, meaning it'll keep her life longer. So, you know, it's a very, <laughs> you know, this is why in the old days, you, if you're not in your 50s, you're not teaching. And I, you know, am guilty I was teaching before 50. But in general, 
if you don't really have your shit together, you're not qualified. These days, there are so few qualified that most many teachers um, would be considered unqualified uh, in previous centuries. By the standards of previous centuries in Buddhism and Hinduism and many spiritual traditions, at least, you know, Buddhism and, and overall, you know, metaphysical spiritual transformation, most of the teachers today would be considered unqualified uh, a, a thousand years ago. And you, you have to be really qualified before you open your mouth. Taoist saying is, the superior man makes sure he has it in him before he offers it to others. Um, in the original Sangha, <laughs> only Arhans were teaching, not not uh, guys before Sotapanna. And so, um, Ra, uh, in Sixth Density, giving us tremendous, um, valuable spiritual teaching here. Tremendous, tremendous. Again, you know, to me, one of the most important transmissions since the time of Yeshua. No doubt, in the last 2,000 years, no problem. Still, um, makes lots of mistakes. <laughs> is, is far from perfect. So they, they saw the strength of will, Carla's strong will, and by that, overestimated greatly, meaning they were greatly mistaken in overestimating how well she could recuperate, how well her body could recuperate. So... <laughs> Likewise, they underestimated the long-term effects of the negativity and distortions in the individual collective psyche of humanity when Yahweh worked on the Martians coming to Earth 75,000 years ago, <laughs> when uh, Yahweh worked with the Hebrews and did genetic modification, when Ra built a pyramid, when, <laughs> you know, Tesla came, again and again and again and again, the same misunderstanding underestimating negativity, overestimating positivity or strength to um, of the collective of this 3D repeater group to get settled on the positive path uh, again and again and again there are there's misestimation, malestimation uh, six density groups malestimating but you know whose fault is it? Well they were given the go-ahead in every case by the council and in every case, the council was in alignment with the Logos. So in every case, it's in alignment with the Logos that six-density confederation groups uh, are allowed to actualize their misunderstanding, <laughs> allowed to intervene in well-intentioned uh, programs and plans and projects uh, that have disastrous or deleterious or grievous consequences. It's the Logos that gave the council the go-ahead to give the Six-Density Confederation, Yahweh and Ra and whoever else, uh, the go-ahead, the green light, to come on in and do your thing, which led to grievous consequences in every case, uh, where there was material technology transfers and things like that. So, Six-Density ain't no Buddha, and Atman has got a lot to, to learn, and you can see the limitations of any being in their uh, in, in the fruits of their helping, uh, I'm not sure there were any fruits of helping of Nichinanda and Gautama. Maybe there were people who took what they were given and then ended up hurting themselves. I don't know, but uh, it's a whole lot more difficult to help others <laughs> than to achieve complete and perfect enlightenment. That's a pretty big deal. It's even more big deal to help. Um, beings with a lot of distortion. The more distortion 
the harder that one is to help. So anyway, finally they're getting the getting the point that she's very fragile physically. Uh, and so, yes, it's a good idea to end after 45 minutes or when the tape runs out. And um, <laughs> now they're getting the real download that, as far as they can figure out, um, the uh, shortening the sessions to 45 minutes or something like that can extend her life, extend the incarnational amount of your space-time which this instrument shall be able to offer to the contact or enjoy for herself. <laughs> So that's kind of a serious mis an underestimation of her recuperative power. Um, Six density's got a long way to go, and um, it's by divine uh, a, a divine uh, agreement or divine uh, permission that Six density confederation groups make well-intentioned interventions that have grievous consequences. How about that? Strange universe. 9910. Question. In that case, I will just ask one additional short question as we terminate for this session. May I ask if the logos of this system planned for the mating process as possibly depicted in card 6, I don't know if this is related, by some type of DNA imprinting as has been studied by our science, in many second density creatures, in many second density creatures seem to have some I guess he means in that many second-density creatures seem to have some sort of implanting that creates a lifetime mating relationship, and I was wondering if this was designed by the Logos for that particular mechanism, and if it was also carried into third density. So to what extent um, does card six, which is, you know, I think it's often called the lovers, um... Second. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Uh, maybe it's not the lovers, but yeah, I don't remember everything. Yeah, it is the lovers. Uh, that traditional decks have called card six the lovers, while the real love here is the conscious to the subconscious. <laughs> Uh, one can externalize or stay with the uh, the physical representational level of a male and two females he can choose from one uh, either whatever becomes a lover does this card have bearing or reference any possible logoic uh, planning of DNA printing associated with monogamy in the human kingdom uh, in mating um, or what? <laughs> uh, I don't think that's um, what this why this card is called the lovers. But raw answer is ninety nine ten. There are some of your second density fauna, meaning animals, which have instinctually imprinted monogamous mating processes. The third density physical vehicle, which is the basic incarnational tool of manifestation upon your planet in three D, arose from entities thusly imprinted all the aforesaid being designed by the Logos. The free will of third-density entities is far stronger than the rather mild carryover from second-density DNA encoding, and it is not part of the conscious nature of many of your mind-body-spirit complexes to be monogamous due to the exercise of free will. 
However, as has been noted, there are many signposts in the deep mind indicating to the alert adept the more efficient use of catalyst. As we have said, the logos of your peoples has a bias towards kindness. <laughs> Our logos is biased towards kindness. Yes, yes. And this is an extraordinarily beautiful planet. Planet Earth is really exquisitely beautiful, magnificent planet. And that's one reason the negatives are so hateful, is uh, they hate beauty, because they're so ugly. <laughs> uh -huh. So we're getting uh, up close and personal of uh, Logoic Shadow, <clears throat> or God as Evil, the, um, the dark side of the one infinite creator. Now, while indeed there are some second density animals who have that DNA encoding, which is of instinct, uh, DNA instinctual uh, imprinting DNA, you know, coding equals imprinted instinct or instinctually imprinting by way of DNA of monogamous mating preference <clears throat> um, the th human body we're using which uh, again as a very traditional metaphysical perspective on what is the body as vehicle also called here, basic incarnational tool of manifestation upon your planet for the human. Basic incarnational tool of manifestation. <clears throat> what manifests? Well, the mind manifests. Well, what about the spirit? Well, <laughs> the mind is the manifestation of uh, spirit and matter. Mm. And um, it's a tool. The mind-body-spirit complex itself can be seen as a tool of higher self. And the triadic octavic self the threefold octavic self, hey, hey, mind-body-spirit complex, higher self, and seven density, totality complex, that threefold triadic or triadic uh, octavic of the octave self is the tool of the Logos, <clears throat> the tool of manifestation of the Logos. You are Godhead, <laughs> far, far less than um, well-developed as we are, but uh, what is the, who is the speaker, you know? Uh, aham vichara. What is this self? Look in. What will you find? You'll see. <laughs> you got to find it, not think about it. And so, yes, uh, the tool we're using, the body, um, has uh, arisen uh, from entities thusly imprinted, but not fully. Right? There, there. There's mammalian. Okay. So, are are all mammals monogamous? Maybe most of them are. I don't know. <clears throat> but um, there is non-monogamy uh, imprinting or non-monogamous imprinting in some members of the uh, mammalian animal kingdom. It has some bearing on the human body, but it seems that basically the idea is that, yeah, the human body to a certain extent or a large extent maybe <clears throat> um, bears with or, or bears um, uh, this Sec, this uh, a mild, mild, mild carryover from second density DNA encoding. It's not heavy, but it's mild. But it's there. But uh, many people choose by free will not to be monogamous. But <clears throat> and Ross said this many times. There are many signposts in the deep mind. Not only this card, <laughs> but there are many indications that would appear in our life and also be um, 
to be found upon contemplation uh, of the superiority of the one-to-one -one monogamous mating over, you know, freely having many. <clears throat> However, um, the um, acceptance of that preference—it's not a preference. The acceptance of that—that. That, um, uh, superior choice <laughs> meaning it is more it's more conducive to the positive path to be mated with one than to be with many however to get to that point there are many individuals and societies in 3d and 4d positive both I think that um, have phases of um, free will uh, free not <laughs> free love <clears throat> free willed free love in the collective uh, certainly in 4D positive, um, I'm not sure if anybody gets hurt, and the only bruised hearts would be those who um, would be working through distortions, which would be a number. Um, why is it that I, it's upsetting to me that you love someone else? Why does it? Why do, why do I feel hurt if you don't love me? <laughs> why? Because I love you. Well, wh what does that mean? I need you. Oh. That's not love, though. Oh, yeah, well, I love you and I need you. Um, and therefore I'm hurt and angry if you love another and don't want me. But could there be some chakra blockages involved there? Mm. Could there be greater love wisdom available to uh, from a deep healing of my hurt and pain? Uh, probably so. So it's a mild carryover from second density, there are many signposts in the deep mind and actually in our life that arise from that reality that the mated partnership is superior in the long run or is better in the long run. Uh, but you see what the problem on Earth is, is that nobody can see metaphysical compatibility. And so what really leads to a happy partnership um, is um, energetic, metaphysical compatibility of body, body, mind, mind, spirit, spirit, and two souls being um, very um, compatico, simpatico uh, spiritually, and um, being very suited to each other at a comparable point in soul evolution. And that's almost never seen. I mean, very few people have some idea of what deep compatibility even is so but there are signposts in the deep mind in fact it's just Ross saying that it is a reality the more efficient use of catalyst is choosing monogamy or mated partnership and the logos of your people's the logoic disposition bias towards kindness uh, is um a statement Ra's making um, that explains why indeed there are many signs there are, is indeed this signpost the signpost from the deep mind not necessarily this card <laughs> card six, the lovers, but um, <clears throat> what you'll find when you're seeking in contemplation and reflection is that indeed one excellent relationship is uh, a whole lot better than many good ones uh, and the promise of um, deep working together from a, a highly compatible partnership is greater than um, you know what's commonly experienced as free love 
because it's usually not really it, it it may not go deep that's all it's like taking many practices it, it's the same principle of constancy <laughs> uh, sleeping with a different loving person every night uh, is certainly inconstancy it's uh, it's uh, infidelity <laughs> and it may not be uh, spiritually of high fidelity meaning the the vibratory result um, in terms of development of seven rays for the person um, may not go as deep as if there if there's constancy in in intimate partnership uh, and so Ra's explaining that you know, the logos has this bias towards kindness and that's why you can find these signposts in the deep mind and you'll find the signposts in your life uh, but <laughs> um, finding uh, I would just say <clears throat> as a final point before we do the close here at 9911 uh, if you really uh, are sure you really want one, then uh, take it really slow with any possible one partner uh, until you're really sure that is that that there is deep compatibility. And if you're not sure, um, uh, understand what the indications of incompatibility are and see which are indeed truly there, not your fantasy, uh, not your stuff uh, blocking an understanding of the other or the potentials here, uh, but do whatever you can to improve communication. Communication is key, you know. A pure blue ray lead will uh, keep everybody uh, at lower levels in good shape, meaning the lower triad clears with honest, open, frank, deep, um, sincere communication, which includes love, naturally, by nature. And that's the way to both discover if any potential partner is indeed truly compatible, as well as um, to improve the partnership with anyone with you. But how compatible there really is is uh, is questionable it's just uh, it's it, it it is what it is and the hope is the goal is to see it as it is and then work with it efficiently as it is anyway 9911 finally don says thank you in closing i will just ask if there's anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or improve the contact rosset we note the relative discomfort of this group at this space time and offer those previous statements made by Ra as possible aids to the regaining of the extraordinary harmony which this group has the capability of experiencing in a stable manner. We find the addition of the, we, addition of the swirling waters to be helpful. The appurtenances are conscientiously aligned. We encourage the conscious strengthening of those individual ribbons which fly from the wrists of those who go forward to seek what you may call the grail, all is well, my friends. We leave you in the hopes that each may find true colors to fly in that great metaphysical quest and urge each to urge each other in love, praise, and thanksgiving. I am Ra. We leave you in the love and light of the one infinite creator. Go forth rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one glorious infinite creator, Adonai. And so... <clears throat> um, 
a group or an individual that really does have capability and experience of uh, experiencing deep harmony in a stable way may lose it sometimes, individual or group, that is very well developed may fall down and have a big problem. And it's very possible to come back to harmony, extraordinary harmony. But they were quite out of it at this point. Uh, they Ra encouraged consciously, strengthening, meaning deliberately, uh, strengthening invisible ribbons which fly from the wrists of those who go forward to seek the grail. Hey, hey. Um, ribbons flying from my wrists. Well, it's really um, the handiwork of continued self-transformation. Ribbons from the ribbons flying from wrists. Um, uh, brave and uh, determined um, movement towards continued transformation and seeking what? Complete and perfect enlightenment, the goal, the grail. Um, strengthening their hands, uh, strengthening our will to continue. And, you know, it doesn't matter about the secret space program. It doesn't matter that evildoers will or won't get their comeuppance in this world, in this lifetime. They'll get their comeuppance, you can be sure, whether in this life or not. Uh, those things that don't pertain to us are many. <laughs> don't get trapped in that which does not pertain to you. If it does, great. If it doesn't, um, then you're um, taking a long break at the rest stop. Um, and so all the fools and folly of the 3D Collective, we will leave. When we leave it, uh, we will see how unimportant it has been and always was to our own soul evolution. It's important to those people. We can love and we can grieve, um, but actually we're observing others' process. And the evildoers will get theirs. Most likely not in this lifetime, actually. And you won't see it unless you're watching. Or you have the uh, vision of seeing beings after death and where they go. Which we can see when we're finished. Um, but we really won't care, mainly. Uh, and so, uh, seek the grail. Uh, no matter what's happening outside yourself, um, you will take yourself with you when this drama is over. Um, it's good to keep an eye on the collective. It's good to send love and light. It's good to be available to help. Um, but I think um, wise detachment from the uh, planetary game is critical. Ross said the planetary game is not central to the harvest nor our transformation. Sure, we can learn the ways of negativity <laughs> to watch what they're doing. Sure, we can watch the uh, historical dynamics of 3D end times for this group of 3D repeaters on this planet at this time. Very interesting. Very good uh, principles we may learn and upload and um, review later 
and guide additional future Confederation service to additional 3D races in future civilizations on other planets. Fine. But, um, there's a lot of, this is the age of deception. <laughs> this is the tribulation. This is the uh, apocalypse of Armageddon. And so the apocalypse of Armageddon is the revelation of the final conflict between good and evil here at the end of the third density cycle on this planet. Um, just don't follow the deluding views of others, said Lin Chi. Just don't take the crowd for your teacher uh, akin to Heraclitus. The planetary game is not central to the harvest. And yet, uh, you know, I think it's interesting to keep our finger on the pulse. Uh, but uh, you shall continue, and it shall not. And I think that's an important perspective. So, next time we go to session 100. Uh, session 100 uh, is also short 15 exchanges, about half of it also from or associated with Book 5 commentary. More about uh, the two final cards in the cycle of mind in the Tarot, uh, Transformation and Great Way of Mind. Um, some information about Billy Meyer, which I think is a very important contact, frankly, and um, what, what, that, what, all, what that all was all about. Um, so we'll go into that next time, and it should be very interesting. Uh, and we will begin the final six or seven, and uh, the first of the three digits next time, session 100. So I hope this has been helpful. Um, thank you for being here. Um, and um, take good care of yourselves as always. All right, take care. Good night.